Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 229 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Sing alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, how you doing over there, man? I am doing fantastic. I think I said last week it was 126 outside. I believe today it's dropped down to a balmy 124. Set to cool down this weekend, I have a power punch bang coursing through the veins and looking through the notes of the show. I think it's going to be another strong one, my brother. Special guest Sean was telling me he said it was going to be 105 out in Tracy today, and was it around there? Uh, yeah, it felt like it, yeah. I went out and barbecued a little bit ago, and yeah, it felt every bit of that. Supposed to be in that range again tomorrow, and then Saturday. I guess you and I are going to be hanging out for a little bit, doing some uh, social distancing, some mask wearing. And possibly, possibly some floating in the swimming pool. Can't wait for that. You can have your uh, Dr. Pepper or Diet Dr. Pepper. I'll have some blackened whiskey. We'll play some music and talk some wrestling figures. Sounds good to me. That's a hell of a Saturday right there. I haven't done one of those Saturdays in a long time. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to Home Depot. You know, we'll, and we'll just see how the day goes. I don't know how much time is going to be left. We'll just see how the day goes. Why are we going to Home Depot? No, I'm just kidding. Give me that beer bong. I'm in this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you do you, boo. <laughs> if anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to whatamaneuver.net. Pick up any of our past t-shirts over there. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on fullyposablepodcast.com, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. Scott, we got a international review. Wait, is this a six star? Is it from Meltzer? Uh, no, it's a five star. Oh, I'll take it. That works for me. Came in from Stu, S-T-U-R. It says, a breath of fresh air. As I said, he gave us sweet five stars. I've been collecting action figures since I was a kid and wrestling figures since 1990. And I discovered Jeff and Scott and this podcast and I was set. Their shows got me through fitting a floor once in my son's room. <laughs> it was a much needed help listening to them talking about figures I know about and those I wasn't familiar with like Remco's and LJN's. Their passion and knowledge for wrestling figures is second to none. I hope they continue forever. P.S. I once won a giveaway from them too. A ringside exclusive Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that's me guys. At WrestleFigs UK on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you very much Stu. I do remember when you won that Shawn Michaels. Thank you again for leaving that five stars. Thank you very much Stu. The kind words are appreciated and glad we got you through putting that floor down. That job sucks. Have you done that? Putting a floor down? Yeah. No, I have not. But I did used to schedule them and every once in a while, I'd be on a job site while they were installing. And the work that those guys do, oh my gosh, dude. How they do it Monday to Saturday and sometimes on Sunday 
It is back-breaking work, and I have all the respect in the world for those guys because the job that they do, the work that they put in, the stress and tear that they put on their bodies is incredible. So much respect to those guys. Oh, dude, I remember when I was lifting that carpet pad, man, some of those rolls would just wrench at your back. Oh, yeah, and imagine you're one of those guys that has to lug that huge roll of pad up two flights of stairs or even one flight of stairs in the two-story homes. Or if you're doing a commercial building, you got to lug it up multiple stairs. It's... It's unbelievable. The amount of those of work that those guys put in is just incredible to me. So I have all the respect in the world for them. That is a hell of a tough job. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, are you ready for FOCO? Jeff? Yes. Do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of course you do. Okay. Okay, no, no, no. Just... Keep going, but make it lower. Don't talk over me. Or don't okay, sing sorry. over me. Foco.com is here to help. With Foco's WWE bobbleheads, you can visit Suplex Sales. Okay, you need to stop. I can't read. I, I can't. I can't work in these conditions. Security! Can't work in these conditions. So, Jeff, it's your fault. Guess what? Now we restart. <laughs> and right. you just My made bad. the list <laughs> Jeff yes do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom of course you do foco.com is here to help with foco's WWE bobbleheads you can visit suplex city with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman let in the fiend Bray Wyatt and break some glass with Stone Cold Steve Austin foco's line of WWE bobbleheads includes all your favorite superstars and legends from then now and forever, including Becky Lynch, The Rock, Ric Flair, John Cena, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from FOCO are handcrafted and hand-painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to FOCO.com now. That's F-O-C-O.com. Jeff, one more time, just for you. F-O-C-O.com, where for another two months through July 31st, FOCO has extended the 10% offer to you guys. So when you go to FOCO.com, that's F-O-C-O.com, head to checkout, save yourself 10% off by using code WFP10. Again, FOCO just extended it for another two months for you guys. Going through July 31st, that's great news because now you can use that 10% on either that sweet Hulk Hogan or that awesome-looking Undertaker bobblehead, or just buy both. Load up your cart, use code WFP10 at checkout, save yourself a sweet 10% off at foco.com, foco.com. Whether you're a baseball fan, college fan, college football, I should say, NFL, NBA, any type of fan, they have it for you over there. Go check them out. They even got superheroes. Go check them out, foco.com, use code WFP10. Zero. So Scott, we did receive a package today. I have not opened it yet. It came in from Ryan Belisle. We had Ryan on, I can't remember if it was Telephone 5? Telephone 4? Anyways, we had Ryan on. He was kind enough to send us a package, but he said I had to open it with you on the air. So, I am grabbing the box right now. Are you ready? I can't wait to see what's inside this thing. We have a WCW Motorsports Beer Cozy. Okay, awesome. Bring that to me when you come see me on Saturday, please. 
I am it's, going to fill that thing. <laughs> it is. I know you guys can't see it. The first part of it is a custom Bret Hart in blue from WrestleMania 2. Oh, whoa. Yes, with the tag team title. Yeah, that's a colored tag team title. That's not like the cheapy ones that came with the Jacks originally in those multi-packs. That's a Mattel title on him. That's awesome. It looks just like him too. That's great. Great detail on the blue tights. Oh, yeah, dude. That's awesome. That is awesome. So it's a bone cruncher with a Mattel title and custom painted to be Bret Hart from WrestleMania 2. Next up, Road Warrior Animal in blue. Oh, is that is that the one from the battle pack from the road warriors in blue because i never got that two pack the battle pack but they did have the blue shoulder pads on and that is a mattel correct yes it is yeah i think that's the animal from that two pack oh that is cool that is sick dude next up ryan knows us pretty well he got your favorite brett he got one half of my favorite tag team animal uh, Ryan threw in a nice little note for us that I'll read for, read to you off the air. I usually like to keep these between all of us. We also got... Oh, and there's the shoulder pads. Yep. That is awesome. Along with a second set, which leads me to believe... Oh, dude. I never got these. I never... Dude, I wanted that two-pack too. Just I was never able to put it into the budget, even though it was only like 20 bucks. I was never able to put it into the budget, and I was like, I've got to get these one day. And there's Hawk. Oh my gosh, dude. That is so cool. I've never had these, and I've wanted them. And I've looked at them. I've been like, oh, I should have added them when I had the chance. Ryan, thank you, dude. That is incredible. Oh, I'm so happy right now. I can't believe it. Ryan, thank you. You just made Scott's day, I tell you, man. Oh my gosh. There aren't many Legion of Doom figures that I haven't had in my lifetime. That blue shoulder pad set is one, and it's one of my regrets in collecting, and Ryan just filled it for me. Ryan, thank you, thank you, thank you. That is awesome. I'm going to use the beer cozy on Saturday, floating in the swimming pool, and I'm going to play with my little LOD figures. I'm so happy. Wait, wait, wait why do you get the beer cozy? What are you going to use it for? I've been the, I'm the one that's going on this WCW binge. I should get this. <laughs> okay, to put your soda in it? Okay, fine. It's a soda cozy. You can keep it. <laughs> I'll take both LOD. You get your Brett and the soda cozy. Scott's day is now made. Oh, dude. Yeah, the podcast is over. Jeff, bring my figures to me. <laughs> you have to wait till Saturday, you jerk. Mm. <laughs> Plus, there's plenty of traffic out there, so I don't want to deal with that. Oh, uh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Ryan, <laughs> thank you, sir. That is amazing. You filled a massive hole in my collection. I can't thank you enough, dude. I love the Brett BCA in the blue. That's a fantastic look. It's funny because like, we're so used to seeing that Brett BCA in pink. And then you add the blue color, that custom job that Ryan did on there. That actually makes the figure look 10 times better, if you ask me. Ryan, thank you very much, man. This is an awesome, awesome care package that you sent us. Very cool. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you again, Ryan. Scott, we did put the Pete Dunn exclusive back up again. The first winner, who I think was a Miami Dolphins fan, didn't claim it, so they don't get it. Man. You th- nah, I was going to make a Dolphins joke. I won't make a Dolphins joke. I don't want to offend any of our Miami fans out there. Oh, I will. No, you won't. You stop, Bills fan. Knock it off. <laughs> I'm a Bills fan, so the rest of the AFC East is like public enemy number one, you know? I understand, but we need to be neutral territory here. No opinions. Neutral territory. Neutral territory, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Miami fans. No offense. <laughs> so we put the giveaway back up, and the winner of the giveaway is at Hardy Boys Ben on Twitter. Unbelievable. Why don't people li- like it, the rules are simple, right? Enter to win, 
listen to the show, see if you won. I don't know. That that doesn't seem difficult to me. It's it's very easy. So another one goes unclaimed, and it's the Pete Dunn, which a lot of people wanted. So hopefully, Ben, claim your figure. Otherwise, it goes back into the pool for everybody else to get a shot at. So Ben, you have seven days to hit us up to claim your prize. Scott, you have some news to deliver. Yeah, a little bit of news. I just wanted to let you guys know that all proceeds that come in from t-shirt sales, be it from Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net, anytime we sell a shirt, Jeff and I get a cut of that. And for the month of June, all of the proceeds that Jeff and I get from either Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net are going to go to colorofchange.org. That's just something that Jeff and I want to do. And if you guys want to purchase shirts, Regardless of how much it is, the entire donation is going to come in from the hashtag fig life. It's not going to be from Jeff. It's not going to be from Scott. It's not going to be from anybody in particular. It's just going to come in from the fig life. So again, any t-shirt sales for the month of June, all the proceeds that Jeff and I receive from those sales are going to go to colorofchange.org and it is going to be from the hashtag fig life. So if you guys were on the fence about buying one of our shirts, your money's going to go to a good cause. So jump on, buy the shirt. We do have two new designs coming out within the next couple weeks. And I'll make that announcement when it happens. But for the entire month of June, all proceeds are going to go to colorofchange.org. If you guys want to check it out, jump online, colorofchange.org. Great organization. And that's where our proceeds from the month of June are going to go. Summertime is among us. Tank top season is in full bloom. So why don't you grab a tank top and help support colorofchange.org. Scott, did you do any finger poke doom? Not wrestling figures, but I have decided, I I guess I could pull back the curtain a little bit. I just did a refinance on the house and we're going to be doing a big fix up, but I'm going to take a little bit of that and invest it into my wrestling figure collection. So I've decided to jump into the elite flashback, not the Harley race because that ship has sailed for me. I'm, I'm just going to give it up. I've got the Jack's Classic Superstar signed. I'm happy with that one. But the one huge hole in my collection from the Elite Flashbacks is the WrestleMania 3 Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That's one that I have to have. And he comes with the Intercontinental title, which is fantastic. He's in his garb from WrestleMania 3. It's a perfect figure. I've got to have that figure. So I've started testing the waters a little bit. Getting an idea of how much it's going to run me. I'm looking at the lows and the highs. Going to come at the average. And within the next couple weeks, I hope to have one in my collection. So, been kind of poking around a little bit. I've been doing some research on Ricky. I did get a couple more G.I. Joes. I'm going to slow down at some point. It's just I'm seeing prices on the rise. Like with wrestling figures, it's going bonkers right now. As a lot of you guys are seeing that are buying them like we are. Uh, G.I. Joe's are doing the same thing, not to that same extent, but it is a little bit crazy. In fact, Jeff, I was telling you before we started recording, I read an article on Yahoo a couple weeks ago that a lot of people with their stimulus checks were buying non-essential items, including, drum roll please, toys, (laughs) which it looks like that trend is continuing as stimulus checks continue to flow. And who knows if we're going to get another round of them or not. I don't know. But The first round seems to have gone primarily to non-essential items, meaning you don't go to the grocery store or you're not paying your bills. You're on eBay buying G.I. Joe or wrestling figures. That was me. So with that said, I'm hunting on the Ricky Steamboat. I did buy a few more Joes. I added, and this is the 25th anniversary collection. I added um, Flash, Stalker, and Flint. I bought Zartan on Amazon with a leftover gift card. And... I bought 
Oh, what was my last one? Oh, Travis Fowler did me a solid. He went to the toy department in Ohio. That's where Travis lives. Went to the toy department, dealt with a dude named Kenny. So I'm giving the toy department and Kenny specifically a shout out because they hooked Travis up with Firefly and Rock and Roll. Those were two more that I wanted to add to my collection. Great prices on both. Great store over there in Ohio. Give them a check out if you're in the area. The toy department. Talk to Kenny. He'll hook you up. I got Firefly and Rock and Roll from them. Travis was good enough to pick them up. I PayPal'd him the money. But I didn't have him ship them right away because he was taking some pictures of some other figures that they had there that I've kind of got my eye on. And I said, you know what, dude? Let's save on some shipping. Hold those figures because I might have you pick up more the next time you go. It's like an hour away from Travis. So he did me a huge solid. So big thanks to Kenny over at the toy department in Ohio. And that rounds out my finger poke of doom. I hate you, dude. Why? Because I have the Ricky Steamboat sitting in the back room for Christmas for you. What? No, you got me the Liger for Christmas. Yeah, last Christmas. Oh, you already... (laughs) Wait, dude, you already did my Christmas shopping? Yeah, I already had it set. Oh, (laughs) all right. Well, how much you want for it? (laughs) That's your Christmas present, dude. That's not your... That's not (laughs) to be paid back. That's your Christmas present. Oh, dude, you're kidding. Unless you want two, one to open, one to... Uh, no, I would prefer mint on card. I do want him hanging up on the wall because I would love to get that one signed. I do have his legends figure signed, which is great. It's in the red. It looks awesome. It's got the dragon with them and everything, but there's just, it's that WrestleMania three factor on that figure. And I would love him sitting next to my macho man, the WrestleMania three defining moments. So I'm good. So, okay. Well, I guess I'm investing that money now back into GI Joe. (laughs) I was about to say, you're going to be putting that (laughs) money back to GI Joe's. (laughs) Oh dude, that's awesome. I had no idea. I can't believe you did my Christmas shopping already. It's like beginning of June. Well, of course you had no idea. You weren't supposed to have any ideas. Oh, hence the surprise factor. Yes. So actually I purchased this from someone right before everything started spiking. And luckily I did because I got it for a pretty good price. Nice. Okay, so I guess I can tell you now the prices that I was seeing, speaking of price, I was going to start at about 85. I got it for way less. Oh, that dude, that is awesome. That you had perfect timing. That's the reason I jumped on this was because of the great price. So I was like, "Well, this is a great price. Scott's Christmas present is out of the way." Wow. So do you want your Christmas present Saturday? <laughs> I guess. Uh, no, no, no. Wrap it up. Give it to me on Christmas. I know it's coming. So that's awesome. <laughs> Unbe- dude, I, okay. Let's let's evaluate the show so far. We're going to do like Rod does and do a recap like 30 minutes into the show <laughs> of what happened like 20 minutes ago. So, so far this show, I've gotten LOD with the blue shoulder pads. That fills a huge hole in my collection. Because like I said, that's one of the few road warriors that I've never had in my collection. I kick my own ass for not getting them. Ryan hooks me up. Thanks, dude. And now I fill another massive hole in my collection with the Ricky Steamboat. It, Okay, you're taking the show from here, dude. I'm going to go lounge in paradise now. This is amazing. What a show. Yeah, you're talking about it, and I'm like, oh, great. Well, he could save some money by not purchasing it because I have it sitting in the back room for you. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, dude. (laughs) Dude, this day is like the greatest day ever for you, or at least the greatest day of 2020 for you. Yeah, this is amazing. I had no idea. I woke up this morning, figured it'd be another average day with a podcast. Little did I know. So, Scott, last week, a lot of people either loved or hated us for making fun of Sting's theme because there are a lot of WCW diehards out there. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. 
Let's hit the pause button for a second. Yes. So you're telling me that there are people out there. And again, it's all opinion based. Nobody's wrong. Nobody's right. There are people that preferred the man called Sting theme to his first theme, which was almost like the ultimate warriors theme. When you kind of like go through it in your head, it was very like guitar riff driven, uh-huh. very hard, like jing, 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 jing. So people like the man called Sting more than the original Sting theme. This is what you're telling me. They never compared it. That's what they grew up on was that man called Sting theme. And so there were some people who were like, oh, uh-uh. They were not happy with us for ripping it. Uh, okay. Oh, man. Like Rucker from Boots to the Face, he was like, I'm dropping in. I'm going after Fully Posable. <laughs> <laughs> oh really okay look if you're gonna come at it from a nostalgic standpoint i get it i'm with you on that you're gonna get me every time with nostalgia if that's why then that's totally fine i i understand 100 percent. but the first theme was still better oh 100 percent. so i decided i'm gonna pick apart more wcw themes (laughs) but this one is well deserved and this one actually came in from miss aaron quinn who was on telephone eight this past week she actually said, if you do another one, you got to check out Ricky Steamboat's theme from Slam Jam Volume 1. Now, in 1993, WCW came out with an album from Slam Jam. They had a song for Ron Simmons. The Man Called Sting theme was on there. I believe Rick Rude's theme. Now, I don't remember Ricky Steamboat coming out to this theme because I'm watching WCW on mute because I ha- I'm on conference calls, taking phone calls, and I don't want people on the phone hearing Hogan in the background going brother, 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 while I'm talking, (laughs) talking to docs, talking to reps, talking to surgery schedulers, whatever it may be. So anyways, I have to watch WCW on mute, but she pointed out, she goes, you got to check out Ricky Steamboat's theme from slam jam volume one. Now, unfortunately I was not able to find the lyrics for it, but I was able to find a website. It was wewantinsanity.com. Well, they did What's the Worst Wrestling Theme Song? There is an article written by this gentleman named James Gutman, and I'll read it to you. Ricky Steamboat is a wrestling legend. He was one half of my favorite match of all time. He's a multi-time world champion. He's truly a king in the sports of kings. He also wore a He-Man-esque dragon costume complete with fire-spitting gimmick and had the worst wrestling music I have ever heard. He said when Steamboat's WCW theme song, The Dragon, was released on the catastrophically awful album Slam Jam Volume 1, no one knew what to make of it. Like a terrified married man on the brink of having a massive orgy affair, the song (laughs) seems to be overcompensating in its message. For some reason, the fire breather was insistent that he's not going to cheat on his wife. (laughs) Here are some of the lyrics from it. He's a guy with values. He's a family man. Loves his wife and son and does the best he can. Now James jumps in. While the opening bars provide the strangest start to a wrestler's theme music ever, it only gets worse. Not only did the dragon want you to know that he didn't bang random women, he (laughs) wanted to reiterate that it's not because he's ugly or smelly or has Zippo breath. He could bang them if he wanted to. Hell, (laughs) if he could shoot fire from his mouth, imagine the other tricks he could show to some (laughs) some of these rats. But no... (laughs) 
It's not because he's ugly. It's because he chooses not to, as they explain just when the song reaches an ironic 1970s porn riff at the 1 minute 41 second mark. The song continues. I'm not saying women don't fall all over him, but he don't give in. He's a family man. How is this a wrestling theme song? In fact, how is this a song at all? (laughs) It sounds like a punishment that comes from losing a match. So, if you guys want, go onto YouTube, type in Slam Jam Volume 1, Ricky Steamboat Family Man, and you can hear this atrocity. It is absolutely horrendous. And everything that James wrote in this article is 100% truth because it was that bad, dude. <laughs> it, it, it really bad. It's it's like very cringe. Like, I made it through. I, I wanted just to listen to that that part that he mentioned specifically, and I, I literally could not take any more of it. I had to turn it off. Funny thing is about that CD, it also says greatest wrestling album on it, which <laughs> apparently they've never heard Pile Driver. Just going to throw that out there. That would be my pick as greatest wrestling album because Coco Beware was awesome on it. But aside from that, horrible theme. Absolutely horrible. I couldn't agree with them more. But I'm sure there are some out there due to the nostalgia factor that enjoy the Ricky the Steam or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat theme. So I'm sure we'll hear from them and that's okay. But it's very cringe. Very, I couldn't make it through it. I made it through a minute 30 and I was done. Oh, so you missed the minute 41 part. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I made it to a minute 50 and then I was done. (laughs) It was horrendous, huh, dude? Oh, so bad. So bad. I I was almost like fast forwarding to get to the part that he mentioned. But man, like the Steiners had a good theme. I like Steinerized. That's cool. Stink's first theme, fantastic. But everything kind of went downhill. Like they got bad. The musical lyrics to these songs is just horrendous. Now, I'm not saying Girls in Cars was this, like, Grammy-winning song, but, I mean... Yes, you are. You always say that. You still said that to this day. I, I gotta look good in front of our listeners, Scott. Kayfay, brother. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you hate that song. These lyrics, I mean, from A Man Called Sting and now this... I swear, dude, like, it's, it's second grader wrote Stings and a man that... <laughs> just got caught by his wife and <laughs> i love my wife and kid this adulterer just wrote this theme <laughs> but look if you're into that early 90s wcw cheese factor this is right up your alley definitely go check out that album but it is cringe trust me now that we talked about it that album's gonna go spike on ebay now yeah right <laughs> it's already spiking on ebay who has a cd player anymore <laughs> I got one right next to my cassette player and my record player and my eight track player. That does not surprise me. Scott, we do need to jump into the news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Great news. We have gotten extended with Manscaped. We are continuing our partnership with them. Thanks to everyone that used our code from Scott and I. We thank you guys from Manscaped also. Thank you. But honestly, thank you so much for using our code. Now we get to partner with them for quite a while. So thank you again, guys. So Scott, why don't you read the Manscaped ad? Jeff, not only are we extended, but if our male listeners would like to look extended... Flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to mow your lawn. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim the hedges below the belt safely 
and efficiently. I am talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped is here to make sure your balls are smooth and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg. Jeff, before you come over on Saturday, make sure you use that, please. Use your Crop Preserver. I don't need to see your bat wings. <laughs> Will do. Thank you. And as our treat, you'll find the Crop Reviver, which will keep your balls smelling fresh, just like spring flowers. Subscribe to The Perfect Package and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays hygienic and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs which are incredibly comfortable. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WFP20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WFP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code WFP20. Because Jeff, it's spring cleaning, baby. And all three of your balls will thank you. And remember, if you have zero to three balls, whatever you are in there, Manscaped is for you. You know, uh, I got to thank Manscaped. They've bailed me out numerous times, you know, because like... You know the warm weather, Scott? It gets a little vinegary down there, you know? Yeah, vinegary's a good word, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, that uh, ball deodorant, man, helping out down there, I'll tell you what, it's it's a lifesaver. Yeah, takes the tang away. <laughs> yes, it definitely does that, I'll tell you. <laughs> Keeps them smelling fresh. Very important in the hot weather. <laughs> yes, I will be using that before I come over, so you don't have to worry about vinegar smells coming from me, dude. Excellent. Just don't forget that beer cozy, damn it. <laughs> Scott, Mattel News, per Entertainment Earth. Now, usually we don't talk about basics, but I'm going to here. Per Entertainment Earth, basic 111. This is a case breakdown, 12 total figures. Three each Jeff Hardy, two each Eric Rowan, two each Nikki Cross. Now, this is the only reason that I'm reading this case breakdown. Three each Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse and two each Kevin Owens. That's the case breakdown for Basic 111 per Entertainment Earth. I think I know which one everybody's going to be going after. Pretty much, but then there goes my theory that the Firefly Funhouse Bray, we kind of touched on it last week a little bit, but I figured they were going to do an elite of Firefly Funhouse Bray and put his puppets in there with him. And that would be his accessory because him by himself, I mean, extra hands, whatever, but a really cool accessory would be all of the, the puppets. 
But I yep. guess maybe they'll do a release of those on their own, separate from Bray. But hey, that's cool that they're doing them in a basic. That's that's totally fine. Really good idea on Mattel's part. Do the puppets separate because they'll definitely sell. Give it time, dude. Give it time. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're coming. Actually, you know what? This is a prediction. San Diego Comic-Con, they will release that Firefly Funhouse. Wait, release or show pictures? Thank you. Show pictures, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Not an exclusive. Yeah, they'll have the Evil Vince. They'll have the Ramblin' Rabbit. I don't know if they'll have both Brays. The Elite Bray and then the Elite Fiend in the package. I'm not sure. But give it time. But that's a prediction. I think they're going to show pictures of that, of a set coming out. Agree. Yeah, I, I think almost they have to because they've announced the Elite Fiend, the basic Bray. Next logical would either be an Elite Bray from the Funhouse and or the Puppets. So yeah, I agree with you. That totally makes sense. Next up, Mint on Card Elite Legends were shown. Did you see those, Scott? I did, yes. And I'm interested for you to get into that first one there on your list. So this one drew some ire from some collectors. So we saw the Razor, but we actually saw it Mint on Card, which from early shots, they have the drawing of the wrestler's face on the back of the card. I liked when it was on the front. It's a small little nitpick, but the original packaging had that drawing of the wrestler on the front. And I wish they would have been able to do that with this. I don't know where they would have placed it. Maybe behind the wrestler. That would have been the only thought. But originally, it was one big bubble. And it had the wrestler right above the bubble. And I loved that drawing. And they don't have it. That's my one little nitpick. The rest of the packaging is great. It's the same coloring as the old Mattel Legends. It's going to translate pretty well. I just wish they had that drawing. Yeah, that definitely added a lot to the original Legends line. But I'm not going to try to nitpick too much. Because I'm so happy to have the Legends line back. So if we have to have that drawing on the back side of the package, I'm never really going to see it because it's my figure's going to be front-facing, hanging up on the wall. But it's still cool to have that piece of the original Legends line included in the new Legends line. But let's talk about that Razor. They did not give him the thumb hands. Originally, there was talk that they're going to be the thumbs kind of pointing to him. So figure photographers would have just had a field day, you know, Razor doing the uh, thumbs pointing, you know, pose like that. With the fireworks behind him. Oh, I'm just thinking of all the cool photography that would have been done. And they put the chains over the hair. Mm-hmm. So the chains are not placed under Razor's hair that drapes down over his shoulders. The chain is above the hair. I'll get into that in a second. They showed the Bobby Heenan and they showed the Greg Valentine. Now, I mentioned that Steve got into this. He mentioned this on the message board. This was a question from One Punch Reigns on the message boards. He said, just saw the Legends Mint on card. Love the way Valentine is packed to show which versions you are getting. He said, best figure in my opinion. But what happened to Razor's thumb up hands? Will those still be included or have they been scrapped? Steve Ozer said, glad you like Valentine's pack out. The thumb hands had to unfortunately be cut. There was a tooling issue that caused the need to remove them. We learned of this after the presale went live. I have already slotted in the thumbs up hands with a different figure in 2021 to get out as quickly as possible. So who else would have thumbs? Hacksaw? Jim the Anvil Nightheart LJN. Huh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What do you know about thumbs? All you did was chew them off of the LJNs. Damn you. How dare what? you? <laughs> Security. I'm just <laughs> trying to think of who else they would be including those thumbs with. Because those seem to be like tailor-made for the Razor figure, right? So, I mean, Hacksaw always threw a thumbs up. Just trying to think who else they would be throwing thumbs in with. 
That just doesn't matter. It's another set of hands. You just toss them into the package and you're done with it. But man, it made so much sense for Razor. Maybe an Evolution Triple H, like doing the thumbs down for Randy Orton. I don't know. Kind of interesting. I'm interested to see who that comes out as a as an accessory for in 2021. No, I think he actually there's going to be another either Razor or Scott Hall figure, and I think they will give the thumbs to that figure. Oh, you're saying so th- it's going to be for another Scott Hall or Razor figure. Okay, well, that makes sense too, but it could work for Hacksaw too. Per Entertainment Earth Elite 78 case breakdown. Well, hold on, hold on. L- can we go back to Razor's chain issue? Yes, let's do that. I- yeah, uh, come on, man. Yeah. <sighs> That's so frustrating as an MOC collector. Now, look, I didn't buy Razor, but now that I've seen how he looks mint on card, if that's the way they're all going to come out, why is the chain over the hair? That is just, you're going to have that figure hanging on your wall and it's going to look awkward. Not a problem at all for the figure photographers or the people that are loose collectors. That's awesome because you fix it as soon as you open it. But for MOC collectors, you've got this razor sitting up on the wall that you're going to show to people or people are going to look at and be like, dude, what's up with that guy's chain resting on his hair? It just looks bad. Hopefully that's not the finished product. Hopefully it's fixed when it gets released. But man, it looks bad. Figure's great, but that accessory piece on there looks bad. Steve Ozer said on the message boards that don't get your hopes up that the chain will be fixed. Not good. Not good. That... Again, not an issue for loose collectors or figure photographers. You guys can fix it when you open it. But as an MOC collector, that bugs me. That really bugs me. The accessories should not just be hanging on the hair like that. That's lazy. Scott, per Entertainment Earth, Elite 78 case breakdown. One each Naomi. One each Drake Maverick. One each Randy Orton. Two each Kofi. And one each R-Truth with the 24-7 title. Dude, Drake Maverick, what a story. Incredible. Incredible. And I don't know if this was planned, but you know what? This is one of those one time, or this is one time I'm going to try to not be ahead of the curve and guess what they were going for ahead of time. I'm just going to accept it. It came in the moment. It kind of reminded me when Cedric Alexander was in the uh, cruiserweight tournament and the crowd was chanting like sign Cedric and Hunter came out and kind of gave him that seal of approval. Like, okay, you're a made guy now, which was incredible when that moment happened. Same thing with Drake Maverick. I don't care if it was planned in advance or not. That was such a cool story to follow in NXT. Whether you're a Drake fan or not, I became a fan of the man himself. He was so passionate when he got released and he released that video. And it really got you behind him. It made you feel for him, right? You you weren't invested really in Drake Maverick, the character. You were invested in, in him as a person, as a human being, as a man. And what a great story to follow, to get your contract to show WWE, okay, you had me as a manager. You kind of were plugging me into all these holes. The commissioner of whatever. You had me doing all these things. Let me be a wrestler and let me show you what I can do. That's what he did. He got rewarded. He got his job back. Great story. I couldn't be happier for Drake Maverick. Yeah, Celeste started crying when we were watching it, dude. And uh, this time it wasn't because she realized that she was still dating me. <laughs> it, it was actually because of what? What? <laughs> How how dare you laugh at me? This is my misery, Scott. <laughs> is that at least like a once a day thing? <laughs> once. That's guaranteed. It's like once when she wakes up in the morning, once when she gets home from work. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it's I you're 100% correct. It became more about the person than it was the character. So you're 100% correct. And that's that's such a great story. 
It really is. And I'm not going to try to figure out, oh, did they plan this in advance? Did Drake know it was going to happen? Who cares? Who cares? Turn off your brain, follow the story, and just be happy that it happened because it was a great, great moment. One more thing I want to throw out. In watching Raw and NXT, they're putting up the plexiglass. It's almost like a hockey rink now, how they have the plexiglass around on the uh, the barricades at ringside. I'm wondering yeah. if that's going to become a playset to our good friend JT, who always sends in the weekly questions. Uh, playsets are really his deal. And I'm wondering if that's going to come out from Mattel because that is a new thing for WWE. You would think that they would want to throw that out in toy form. So hopefully, I think it's a cool look. I kind of like it. You know what they could do is they could get the old starting lineup hockey rinks where it had the boards kind of behind them with plexiglass. Yes. Just a little something. Good idea. Yeah, you've got the mats attached to it and everything. Great idea, dude. Scott, these are alleged rumors of Elite 79 and 80. Now, these are rumors. But one thing that we've noticed is that these rumors are usually about 98%. Usually one guy may get switched out for whatever reason. The rumored elites of 79 and 80. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Io Shirai, which I was pretty stoked about. Cannot wait for that figure. Big E, Xavier Woods, and Bobby Fish. For Elite 80, Ricochet, Kevin Owens, Eric, and Ivar. So we saw the renderings just last week. Bailey, it's got to be her new gimmick, right? It has to be. And like you mentioned San Diego Comic-Con earlier, you can almost put money on the fact that we're going to see that new Bailey sculpt. And adding to the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly. Again, those are rumors. We'll compare the actual list to this, see if the person that put this together was right or wrong. We'll see. Yeah, the, like you said, Jeff, they hit more often than they miss. So I'm sure that these are pretty close. But how strong is that Elite 80? We're getting another KO figure, which I love. Ricochet, so that's going to help out the people that missed out on his network spotlight and Elite 69 figures. We're getting War Machine. I'm going to call him War Machine because, damn it, they're War Machine. And you get Kyle O'Reilly to round out the Undisputed Era outside of that three-pack that came out a long time ago. So Elite 80, really, really strong. Isn't Ricochet supposed to be part of the top pick series that's going to be coming up? I believe so, yes. Yeah, but the dude's never on TV. Go figure. He's teaming with Cedric. He is, which I think is fantastic. I love that tag team, dude. But they're just, they don't seem to be getting enough TV time. You know what I love about them is they remind me of the Rockers. Yes, yes. High flying. They're all over the place. I love that tag team. I'd like to see them do more with them. They're really invested right now in Street Profits and uh, Viking Raiders slash War Machine. So I think once that's done, we're going to get a little more feature out of Cedric and Ricochet, which is a good thing. I'm excited about that tag team. Scott Funko released another series that's going to be coming up. Macho and Rock. So curious what Macho they're going to do. And this one was interesting. Mr. T. He has to be in his WrestleMania 2 fighting gear. So you think he's going to be in boxing gear or do you think he's going to be in his WrestleMania 1 in the red tights? I would go WrestleMania 1 and have WrestleMania 2 be the chase. All right, let's put a bet on it. Yeah, I'm going to go WrestleMania 1, dude. That's To me, that's the most iconic Mr. T in wrestling. I know. I just like the WrestleMania 2 thing with Piper. Well, I understand. But look, if you put Mr. T in a boxing robe and boxing gloves, or even if you just put Mr. T in boxing gloves, you don't have Mr. T. You have Clubber Lang. So... For me, it would be Mr. T from WrestleMania 1. All right, we'll, we'll put a bet on it. We'll put a uh, taqueria burrito on it. I like it. I like a, a bean and cheese. And we can tell our neighbors, <laughs> hey, how's it going? Ah, oh, pretty good. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to say, why not both? I think it would be cool if they did Mr. T in WrestleMania 2 garb 
as a chase. But here's the thing, because I'm a wrestling figure collector, I have to ask the questions, right? We're getting a Mr. T wrestling Funko. Are we going to get a Mr. T wrestling figure from Mattel? We've we've never had one. That is true. Remco did make a Mr. T, but again, that was Clubber Lang. We had A-Team action figures that you could kind of put... You, you, you had the 12-inch Mr. T, but he was still a little bit smaller than the 16-inch Hogan. The, the largest Mr. T action figure was still a little bit smaller than the LJN, so we've never had scale to scale. So, fingers crossed, this opens the door finally for a Mr. T wrestling figure to put next to the Hulk Hogan defining moments so you can have that rock and wrestling Hulkamania era Mr. T action figure on the shelf, which would look amazing. I'm really hoping that this opens the door for Mr. T action figures from Mattel. Scott, moving on to our friends over at Figures Toy Company. They showed off new figures that are available for purchase and ready to ship. They came out with Jim Cornette, which I called it Christmas Cornette because he's in red and green. Love it. I do too. That's one figure I need to grab. They called it a uh, variant. Yeah, it's it's definitely a goal of mine to get that Cornette signed. I really, really want to get that Cornette signed. And they also got in Flip Gordon, which is available to purchase as well. I thought Flip was coming with a jacket for some reason. Oh, okay. Well, they're available to buy now, so head on over to figurestoycompany.com. And a little bit of AEW news. Jeremy Bedauer has been all over social media between Instagram and Twitter. Somebody asked him on Twitter, at Bryant1701, when will a Tony Schiavone figure be released? Jeremy said, quote, that will happen. Wow. Wow. If you had told me in 2018, even the early parts of 2019, hey, Scott, Guess what? Most likely in 2021, you're going to get a Tony Schiavone. I'm sorry, a Tony Schiavone figure. I would have said, sir, drugs are bad. Okay. (laughs) A Tony Schiavone figure. Really? This is incredible. Figure photographers must be going bonkers right now because now you can do 80s television studio NWA shots and you can have Tony Schiavone or Tony Schiavone in full frame full shot the entire time that's awesome news awesome news with jim ross there's already jim ross figures out there even better i love it dude you get an nwa playset. you get your ring you can buy the ring skirts and all that dress it up to look like the nwa from the television studio back in the day incredible i am so happy a tony shivani figures on the way He's never had one, and the dude's been in wrestling forever. So good for Tony Schiavone. Scott, that rounds out the news. Man, that was lengthy. That's what she said. That's what she said. Get Manscaped. Manscaped.com, WFP20. Scott, it is time to go talking to the listeners. What do you say we go talk to them? Let's talk to them. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the Scott, before we go talking to the listeners, you have an omission. I do. If the listeners recall, a couple weeks back, we were laughing about RoboCop coming out at the, what was it, Capital Combat 90, Jeff? Very good. Okay. RoboCop came out and was accompanying Sting, and we were laughing because the heels, the four horsemen, were running away from RoboCop. And I'm like, I was laughing at it because I'm like, dude, why are the four horsemen running away from him? Like, he's not supposed to shoot civilians. Like... They're, they're civilians. He's not trained to shoot them unless they're holding a weapon. Well, the great Steve Hoker, 
brought to my attention, our attention, that RoboCop did, in fact, shoot a man in the dick. So, RoboCop, <laughs> at the end of the day, really is a threat. And because the Four Horsemen were, at the time, heels, it would stand to reason that RoboCop could possibly shoot them in the dick as well. And that's why they were running away from RoboCop. So, I stand corrected for laughing at the Four Horsemen. They were well within their rights to run away from RoboCop, who did, in fact, shoot a man in the dick. So there's my omission. I would run, too. Yes. Thank you to the great Steve Hoker for bringing that to my attention, because I can't believe that I overlooked that. It was one of the best parts of RoboCop, and I overlooked it. Shame on me. Oh, leave it to Steve, man. Love Steve Hoker. (laughs) First question comes in from Bevan Boychuk. Hey, Jeff and Scott, over the last 10 years, Mattel has put out some amazing legend figures, most of them pretty high in value now. Let's pretend Mattel was looking out for the collector and they were going to release a Legends Best of series. What six Legend figures would you re-release in this series? And definitely don't worry about license issues because that's no fun. For me, I'd pick Ringside All Pink Bret Hart, Road Warrior Hawk, Road Warrior Animal, Vader WWF Version, Kevin Nash All Red, and NWO Macho Man. Looking forward to your guys' list or list. Thanks for all the content, Bevan. Well, he already named off Brett, Hawk, and Animal, so that was three right there that I would have had on my list. Demolition would be on my list as well. Definitely, and that's exactly who I was going to say, Jeff. I've already got the LOD Legends up on the wall. I do not have Demolition, so absolutely. I would actually put all three Demolition in there. Smash, Crush, Axe. I would want Vader. Not the one that they did in the Legends, but more similar to his Elite that they did with the mask. I would put that Vader in there. I would put Bam Bam Bigelow in there. Not the one that came out in the Legends line. Something more along the lines of his then, now, and forever. And, ooh, one more. Um, We've had Rick, a, lot, a lot of Mr. Perfects. Who are you going to say? Rick Martell. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. We haven't had a lot of Rick Martell figures in the Mattel line. And that's definitely what I would throw in. If you even wanted to go seven, give me Rick Martell and Tito Santana as Strike Force. You would say that you would do the re-release of Martell, but you would change it up just a tad to be Rick Martell in Strike Force. Yeah, definitely. We've gotten a few Martell Strike Force figures, right? We had the LJN. We did have the Jax Classic Superstars. I think Mattel could definitely take a stab at Martell, do a great job with them. That model figure that they did in the Legends line originally is fantastic. So I would love to see them do Martell as Strike Force, give him Tito Santana as his tag team partner. So I'm going to go seven in that line. And then all three Demolition members, not just Axe and Smash. All right. Thank you, Bevan, for your question. Scott, next question comes in from David Myers. Hey, guys, I've been spending a lot of time listening to your episode over quarantine. Something I've wanted to ask you for a while is if you guys would share more of your thoughts about collecting figures, autographs of some of the childhood wrestlers we love who have had their abhorrent views, actions made known in the past years and decades. You talked about Jimmy Snuka and I totally get Scott's mixed feelings, but it's also pretty clear that he killed that woman, allegedly. (laughs) So (laughs) I have to say allegedly on this show, you know? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on any reservations you have with his figures. I would never want to see another piece of Jimmy Snooker merchandise in my life. Even my childhood Hasbro. I just kind of bury it. The same goes for Ultimate Warrior. Like you, I loved him growing up. He was my favorite wrestler. 
but it's well documented that he made countless racist, bigoted statements and was generally abusive to people in general. Despite loving him as a kid, I could never support him now in any way by buying any kind of merchandise and wouldn't want to actively collect any new figures of him. While not as bad as Snooka, I can look at my Warrior Hasbro figures and remember some nicer times, I'd never go out and put a penny in the pocket of him or his family. It's even worse in his case, because unlike someone like Hulk Hogan who apologized, Warrior never apologized for or took back his statements, and he's been universally regarded as a horrible human being to so many. The tales on Conrad Thompson's podcast of him being abusive to people and screwing people over and scamming people out of money are numerous. At least with Hogan, even if people doubt the sincerity of his apology, he made it. And people have been on record about genuinely decent things he's done. Would love to hear you talk more about this. Oof. <laughs> that, that one's hard. And it's something that Jeff and I covered a couple weeks back during the Jimmy Snuka conversation. In that, yeah, these childhood heroes, some of the gloss has rubbed off. Or in David's case... All of the gloss has worn off because of stories that you've heard, tales that have been told, things that they've done that have really taken that gloss away somewhat or entirely. In the case, for me, of that Chris guy, I will never again buy anything of his, watch one of his matches. I can't. That dude is just off my radar entirely. Jimmy Snuka, after seeing The Dark Side of the Ring... A lot of his glosses worn off to me. A lot of strong connections for me to Jimmy Snuka because of the LJN figure that got me into what is now this podcast. It got me into wrestling figures, created that love that still exists today was because of that Jimmy Snuka LJN. But after watching that Dark Side of the Ring episode, man, he wasn't a good dude. And you can see why WWE really makes no mention of him anymore. And we're certainly not going to see any more Jimmy Snuka action figures. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I've got a collection of them and I'm okay with not getting any more. And I totally understand why with the ultimate warrior. I can't argue with anything that David said. All those things are true. Warrior never did apologize for anything. He said, because those were his beliefs as a person for me. I mean, especially in these times, the things that he said are just, it's archaic. You know, you think that way got open your mind more, you know, and, it's hard because I was such an Ultimate Warrior fan as a kid. And even to this day, I'm a fan of the character. I'm not a fan of Warrior the person. I'm a fan of Warrior the character, what I grew up watching. So I still buy his merchandise. And if that's good or bad, it, you know, I have the beholder, I guess. But I, I guess you just don't have to like him as a person. You just like the character. And that is the case with me with Ultimate Warrior Jimmy Snook is a different story. I can't say I'd buy another Jimmy Snook a figure if they came out with him. Um, Hogan, yeah, he apologized. Yeah, I'm still going to buy Hogan figures. But people that argue that they're not going to buy any more Hogan merchandise or Hogan action figures, I'm not going to argue with you. You know, in one sense to each his own. But on the other side of the coin, if you're doing it because of the person that he is, I, I get that. I, I completely understand. It's it, It's... I have the beholder, I guess. It's to each their own. Everybody's different. I don't know where I draw the line in the sand. You know, I have to separate Ultimate Warrior from the person versus the character. The person I grew up watching as a kid. I wasn't a fan of the person. I was a fan of the character who he portrayed on television. But Jimmy Snuka, yeah. Chris, what's his face? Yeah, just 
off my radar entirely now. You, you have that internal struggle of do I do it or don't I do it? And that's where it comes down to is do you really want to, like Dave said, put money into his family's pocket? Now, granted, his family didn't make the comments, but it's kind of like they're associated with them. Yeah, guilt by association, right? And that sucks. Long story short, it's the beliefs of the person that is putting down the money for the figure. You know, do you feel that you're supporting the character? It's how you view it. And that's actually a very interesting subject that I'd love to hear a lot of people. A very civil conversation, please. Don't No fighting. I just want to hear a kind of a civil conversation of what each other brings to the table. I think that would be very, very interesting to see what how people feel about that. Yeah, I mean, you could probably do an entire podcast on that. And it would probably last a couple of hours. There's so many different viewpoints to come from. But I guess for me, if I look up on the wall and I see an Ultimate Warrior action figure, it takes me back to when I was watching him on television. It takes me back to a happy place. But now when I do look at my Jimmy Snuka autographed up on the wall, the classic superstars, I'm like, that guy killed somebody. You know, but I look at a Warrior figure, he takes me back to a happier time as a kid. You know, the Jimmy Snuka figure now, it it doesn't really take me back to the LJN hanging up on the peg that I saw and got into the hobby with, I'm like, that guy killed somebody, but I can look at my ultimate warrior, uh, whatever figure up on the wall. And it just kind of takes me back to a time when things were easier. And I was a kid just watching the ultimate warriors one of my favorites on television, even with the Hogan's, it's the same thing. Yeah. They did a horrible thing as a person, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't even know where I draw the line, dude. <laughs> Just Warrior and Hogan for me, they they remind me of my childhood. But now I look at the Snooka. And you know what? Maybe if they did a dark side of the ring on the Ultimate Warrior, more stuff would come out about him. And I might change my opinion. Or they could do one on Hogan. And that might change my opinion. I don't know. It, it's very possible. Their views were archaic. They need to open their minds. And I guess that's all there is to it. I to each their own, I guess, at the end of the day. Like you said, Jeff, you said it best. It's up to the person putting their money down. But I don't argue with anything that David said. His his points are completely valid. If you want to send in where you draw the line and why you don't support this guy, but you support this guy, what what's your reasoning behind it? Send it in. We'll read it. You know, this is this is a great topic for discussion. It might turn into its own show. It might be a special episode just reading responses and having some back and forth on it. David brings up some very valid points and I'm sure people are going to feel very strongly one way or the other. It'd be great to hear both sides of it. And like you said, Jeff, keep it civil, but I'd love to hear both sides. Yes, please keep it civil. Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey guys, JT here back with that weekly question. Scott, putting you on the spot, not for a secret question, but for a video game question. I was curious to know if you have been following the WWE 2K22 feedback project and what your thoughts on it are so far. Not too long ago, a poll was revealed of the three most things that were requested, with GM mode being number one, create a story being number two, and revive missing match types being number three. Being someone who wanted to see create a story mode return, I was happy with the results. That aside, I hope this is a sign that 2K is really listening to us this year. Not to sound too wanty 2K, but you guys really need to pull a redemption card. More wrestling games are coming down the line from Retromania Wrestling this summer to a PS5 wrestling game with the 60 real-life wrestlers not from WWE. If you want fans to still buy the games and not have WWE breathing down your neck, you need to step it up tenfold. All right, Scott, time for you to go. 
Yeah, I kind of have been following along with it. And really, 2K threw themselves into the deep end here. Because when they talked about where they're drawing their inspiration from for 2K22, they specifically mentioned No Mercy for the Nintendo 64, which many consider to be the greatest wrestling game of all time. And the SmackDown series from the early uh, PlayStation 2 WWF games. That's really throwing yourself in the deep end. You've brought up two classics that many consider to be the greatest wrestling series or the greatest wrestling game of all time. And you're going to now raise your bar so high that if you don't meet expectations, you're right back into the same boat that you were with 2K20. One of the parts that I do like that they mentioned is with their creator wrestler or their downloadable content from creators, not from 2K where you have to purchase it, but their free stuff from creators going to be cross-platform now. Not guaranteed, but that's something that's on the table in that if you own a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 5, you can go out to Xbox land and you can grab created content that people have done for the Xbox. So it's not going to be it's only for the PlayStation or it's only for the Xbox. It's either or. It's it's all one big playground that you can grab toys from, so to speak. I love that idea. It's not brand specific anymore. It's just everybody in the pool, take what you want. But what really concerns me is them throwing themselves in the deep end because you are really raising expectations of the fans when you mention those games. Jeff, when I say WWF No Mercy to you for the 64, the first thing that jumps into your head is, I had so much fun playing that game. I sat around with my buddies for hours. We had so many matches and we created this guy and that guy. And I have some of my best video game memories from No Mercy. That's the deep end that you're throwing yourself into when you mention WWF No Mercy and we're trying to emulate the fun and the feature of that game. Same with the SmackDown series. A lot of people consider that to be one of the strongest series ever in video game hit or in wrestling video game history you're really raising your bar here and you're raising expectations. If you don't meet those, you're going to have some pissed off fans like you did for 2K20. Personally, I am pulling for them so hard, dude. I want 2K to have a wrestling game every year. I'm okay with it. I don't buy a lot of video games, but I do buy the 2K game every single year. That's where my video game money goes. I love the deep rosters that they come out with every year. If they lose the match type or two, I don't bitch because this year they added the triple threat tag team match, which is, as far as I can recall, gosh, I I don't even know how far back. I don't remember it being in a 2K game, but I don't remember it being in the SmackDown series either, but I could be wrong. I didn't buy a lot of the late 2000 ones, but I don't remember the triple threat tag match being in any of the 2K. It was in this year and I loved it. So I'm really hopeful for them. I want them to continue making great video games. I want to see them get their redemption story because 2K20 was such a disaster for them. The arcade game that they're coming out with for me is a pass. That That's not my cup of tea. It's not what I'm into. And it's funny because I was listening to Breaker and Bane discuss how they were both completely on board with the new WWE. I think it's called Battlegrounds, the new game coming out. And they were 100% on board. Like that was their jam. They were looking forward to it. I'm the exact opposite. I've more I'm more of like the simulator type which really is what 2K is or the 2K20 series I should say is more into the sim part of it. So you're kind of getting the exact polar opposite. It's more like All-Stars from the early 2010s. I want to see them have their redemption moment, dude. So many people were pissed off at them, myself included when that game first dropped with all the glitches. It was almost like, yeah, the game's broken, we know it, release it anyway. 
It's gotten better with a lot of the patches that they've put out, but they need to redeem themselves. And they're really raising the bar here. I would love to see them exceed expectations and just hit a home run with 2K22. We'll see. I I mean, I, I don't have a crystal ball to be able to predict the future for 2K, but I want to see them redeem themselves. And I want to see 2K22 exceed everybody's expectations and have fun playing those WWE 2K simulation games again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put applause sound effect in, please? <laughs> when you said, what do you think of when you think of No Mercy, you think of all that stuff. Actually, I think of all four THQs as a great time. Just four years of yes. just nonstop fun. Agreed. Because it was yes. it was friends were over till 4 a.m. playing video games when they had to be up at 8 a.m. to go to college. You know, it's it was getting done playing hockey, everybody grabbing pizza, coming over, playing till again 4 a.m. It, it, it was just so much fun, those four years of THQ. And I had fun with other years, and I, th- I believe it was 2003 or 2004 SmackDown. That was yes. a great game. I, I think that was the one with Brock on the front. Don't quote me on that. I can't rem- I, th- I think that was it. Trying to figure but, out how to do the 3D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what they need to do is they need to tear everything down and get to the basics of what works for a video game. Look at what THQ did. Not copy exactly what they did. But what did they do right? What can you do with modern technology to make it not better, but make people want the next year's even more? Like we were with WCW versus NWO or um, WCW versus the world or whatever that was. And then to, thank you. And then to follow it up with, oh, we don't have WCW anymore. Oh, by the way, we have WWF. So we're going to come out with WrestleMania 2000. Oh my God, this is great. And then we're going to top it with no mercy or whatever order it went in. But that's what they need to do is just kind of see what they need to do to make people keep wanting more. Yeah. One of the cool parts about the SmackDown series is that while it didn't make people forget about world tour revenge, WrestleMania 2000, no mercy, which is like the four horsemen of wrestling video games, right? It didn't make people forget about those people were still playing them. But what it did is it gave you something different to play and you were happy with it. You wouldn't necessarily have to be like, oh man, this game is cool, but it's missing this. The SmackDown games were good enough to where they held up on their own and you appreciated it because it was different, but it was still a lot of fun. It had its own charm, so to speak. And you could play it without being like, oh man, I wish it was more like No Mercy. I don't know that 2K has had that yet. They haven't had that that moment where they, they are their own series and it's like, okay, I'm good with not having to remember how good No Mercy was. I can let this game stand on its own. The 2K series has been good, but it's never been good enough like the SmackDown series was to not necessarily forget about the Four Horsemen of video games, but to where you're like, okay, I can kind of leave those alone and play this now. 2K really hasn't had that game that jumped out to me and was its own animal so to speak to where it was amazing and you're like okay cool i'm not going to think about no mercy for a while i'm going to invest my time in this smackdown was able to do that 2k has not yet been able to do that they are listening as jt said they are listening to their fan base they're taking notes they're throwing out names like no mercy smackdown they're putting themselves in really really strong company as i said earlier they're raising the bar they're throwing themselves in the deep end 
I want to see them have that redemption moment. Give us that game that's, oh my gosh, yes, I'm going to leave No Mercy alone for a while. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about the SmackDown series. I am happy with 2K22. That's what I'm hoping for. Good talk about that, dude. Good job. Love, love wrestling video games. Scott, we actually just got a DM from Secret Agent Charlie Shaw from Breaker and Bane. And he also did those customs for us, those custom Funkos a couple years back. He just messaged us and he said, so I'm getting caught up with episodes and all the Joe talk warms my heart. If you are looking for any 07 modern Joe figures on card or open, let me know. I was pretty good about getting full sets and could probably let some go to a good home. Oh, really? Okay. I have the best home. <laughs> they, they could not go to a better Joe home. Believe me. Um, I am stockpiling them right now. I haven't opened any of them yet, but they are going to be opened. But I'm specifically buying them on card because I want to open them again. It's going to take me back to that feeling of when I got the figure, taking it home and opening it. And I want that back. And it, it, this is kind of going way, way back and kind of pulling back the curtain on Scott's life a little bit. But back in 85 when, and this is going to go into Joe Talk, so I apologize to our wrestling figure only fans right now, but I'm going to bore you for a minute. In 85, mom, I think it was for my birthday or for getting out of fifth grade or whatever it might've been. She bought me the snake eyes with timber. She bought me some other figures as well. But if you Joe fans remember, it was the, the snake eyes in the black suit, which snake eyes was always in a black suit, but he had that gray face shield thing or the visor, if you will. And he came with timber. This was the first snake eyes that came with a sword. And the look of that figure, the carding, the back of it showed all the figures in the assortment. I had other ones that mom had bought me, but I couldn't open them until a certain thing. I want to say it was either birthday or last day of school, whatever it might've been. It might've even been Easter, but she's like, you can look at the figure, but you can't open it. Dude, I sat, do you remember those two, um, like lazy boy chairs that were downstairs in front of the TV? One was dad and one was mom's. Absolutely. Okay. Dad wasn't home. So I'm sitting in dad's chair and I'm looking at the snake eyes. I must have sat there and let's see, 1985, I would have been 11. Yeah, 11 years old. I'm sitting there staring at the snake eyes figure, thinking of all the cool Joe adventures that he's going to have. I'm thinking about who he's going to be fighting with, like Storm Shadow doesn't stand a chance. I'm just sitting there as an 11 year old looking at this figure, turning the package over, looking at all the other figures in the assortment, thinking about all the cool Joe adventures. Dude, it must have been a good hour I sat there just staring at this figure. Now, there was also a small part of me that was hoping mom would just look over and go, all right, just open it already. But to her credit, she stuck to her guns. I had to wait until whatever set event was that I could actually open this figure. But the anticipation of being able to play with that figure, I'll never forget it, dude, just looking at that snake eyes. So that one to me has always held a special place in my heart. Like that one is my favorite GI Joe figure, not only loose, but on the card as well. So I did replace that one. Not the original. I got the updated modern one from like 07. I have that one on the card and I don't think I'm going to open it. Just because of the story that I told, how much meaning that figure has to me, I've put that one aside and I think that's the only one of the bunch that I'm going to leave carded. Just because how much it means to me. So when I display it, it's going to be on the card. All the other ones are going to get opened and Charlie Shaw be watching for a DM, sir. Yeah. Yeah, will you stop? That's my reaction to something I have no idea about. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> video games and G.I. Joe's. You're just Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah! <laughs> Scott, we are going to round out the show with Who Did It Better? What do you say we jump into it? Let's do it. Scott, this week we are playing Who Did It Better, and this week on Who Did It Better, damn, we are talking about Mr. Damn Himself, Ron Simmons, who has had quite a few action figures, actually, over the years. Uh, first up, we have his Galoob figure, which, unfortunately for Mr. Ron Simmons, is in our Fig Life Hall of Shame wing of the Hall of Fame, because... The 2019 Hall of Shame belongs to Doom Galoobs. Yes, which is very unfortunate because Doom was such a badass tag team. Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, they deserved better action figures because unbeknownst to us, when we purchased Doom figures in their sweatpants and tennis shoes, we weren't ever going to get Doom figures again, which makes 1990 or 1991 Scott and Jeff way more sad because we were like, okay, fine. Give us crappy Doom figures out of the gate. I'm sure you'll make it better next time and give us Doom with masks or at least Doom in their black tights and black boots. Nope. We didn't get them from Galoob. We didn't get them from Jax. And we have not yet gotten them from Mattel, which makes them one of my biggest wish list to get a Doom specifically to be made like the Jax Classic Superstars Killer Bees with removable masks. That would be even better. Or alternate heads with the masks would be good too. So, unfortunately, the first Ron Simmons figure out of the gate was not great. Face sculpt was okay, but the sweatpants and tennis shoes just made it almost unbearable. And let's not forget the left arm being attached to his torso. Horrible. Bad design all around. Just, ugh. We love Galoob, but they did have a, a few misses. Unfortunately, Ron Simmons and Butch Reed both were misses. Next up for Ron Simmons, nothing until Jax, surprisingly. Uh, he had versions of Jax all across the board from the BCAs to the Slammers to Ruthless Aggression, Rulers of the Ring, Classic Superstars, quite a few Ron Simmons figures as APA, Nation of Domination, and his WCW look, which was included in the Classic Superstars line. Quite a few Ron Simmons slash Farouk figures included in the Jax line from starting in, what was that, 96, Jeff? Ended in yeah. 20 or 2009. Quite a few Ron Simmons figures in the Jax line. Mattel has had quite a few Ron Simmons figures. Also featuring his Nation of Domination look, which he was included with the Rock in a two-pack. His APA look and also his WCW look as we got in the Hall of Champions line. So quite a few Ron Simmons. I don't have a firm number here of how many total there were because he's had a few different looks. And has figures of almost all of his looks made into figure form. Even Ron Simmons from a street fight which is the Galoob in his sweatpants and his tennis shoes. And that rounds out pretty much all the Ron Simmons slash Farouk slash APA Ron Simmons figures that have come out over the years. The only version of Ron Simmons they have not captured was him in his blue gear when he first showed up in the middle of 96. Yes, and as mentioned, Jax ran from 96 until 2009, but by the time they got around to making a Farouk figure... He was already full-on Nation of Domination, so they didn't do one in his blue outfit, 
which is probably a good thing because what did he have like a silver helmet or something and the ring gear was just atrocious when i think farouk i don't think that look i think nation of domination farouk because he was such a badass not that the blue gear with the silver helmet wasn't a badass but nation of domination was so much better so scott i must ask you out of these companies who did it better i hate to be a johnny come lately jeff but i'm gonna go with the ron simmons hall of champions i love that they were able to include the wcw world title I think that they did a great job on the face sculpt. I love the headband, the gear. Everything screams 1993 Ron Simmons, who, by the way, Jeff, is recognized by the WWE as the first black heavyweight champion, and he was certainly WCW's first black heavyweight champion. Awesome move. I still remember when it would happen. I, I couldn't believe he beat Vader. Like, that was such a shock to me. He pinned Vader. I was like, oh, holy crap, dude. Ron Simmons <laughs> is champion. This is awesome. Like, I was so pissed at Vader for taking the title off of Sting. But then when they flipped it and put it on Ron Simmons, that was awesome. I love that moment in WCW history. And I've got to go with the Hall of Champions because it really calls out to that great moment of Ron Simmons becoming the WCW heavyweight champion. Mattel really did that figure a lot of justice. 100% agree. The Hall of Champions figure is just perfect. The color of the tights the 1993 WCW championship. It just captures him. I do love the Jack's classic. It's very good. Yes. But the misses on that one was the heavyweight title being put in. When I say that the big gold belt, I should say being put in and not the accurate 93. Now, granted Jack's may not have had the rights to do the 93 heavyweight design and something may have changed in the few years that Mattel got it. But the addition of the 93 title just puts that figure over the top and i agree with you that's the best ron simmons figure yeah and there have been some really good ones too some of his apa figures he had i think it was in the rulers of the ring series from jacks that ron simmons was great uh there was an adrenaline two-pack apa that that ron simmons is really well done as well and as i mentioned the sculpt on the galoob is good but as you mentioned the arm is stuck to the body he's wearing sweatpants and tennis shoes which on a wrestling figure come on man like, that's not what he looked like. That was what he looked like for one street fight that you got the photos from, unfortunately. And that's what you designed the figure from, which is why they're in the Hall of Shame. The head sculpt is okay, but overall, from top to bottom, accessories included, that Ron Simmons Hall of Champion, I think, is the figure that does Ron Simmons the most justice. He did have a Just Toys Bendem as well. Oh, sorry to overlook Just Toys. The little it, toy company that could, much like OSFTM. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but... What was your least favorite Ron Simmons figure? Well, I've got to go Hall of Shame just because the, the sweatpants and the tennis shoes. And as you mentioned, the arm stuck to the body. It almost made it as bad as the Rick Rude LJN, which was almost unplayable. Like you could kind of do a snapmare. You could do a side headlock and a stunner maybe and a body slam. And that's about it. That's That's where the imagination took you with that figure. There wasn't a whole lot you could do with it. So the worst one I would probably put is that. Much agreed. Much agreed. Hall of Champions, Ron Simmons is our winner for who did it better this week. Scott, that rounds out the show. We want everyone to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. If you are in the hunt for defining moments, LJNs, Hasbros, Galoobs, Just Toys, Bendoms, retros check out wrestlingtoytracker.com to see what the prices are going for i don't know if he's taken into account covid prices but we'll see on his next update but 
if you are looking for the average price, check them out, wrestlingtoytracker.com, or follow them on Instagram and Twitter at toy underscore tracker. Scott Eaglemoss. Yes, Jeff, if you have a WWE fan or pop culture fan in your life and you need a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eaglemoss. You can follow them on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Whether you're looking for something from Back to the Future, Star Trek, Batman, or specifically like Jeff and I, WWE, they have a statue or a collectible that'll fit your needs. Check them out on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. And if you need a gift for a certain someone in your life that is a WWE or pop culture fan, look no further than Eaglemoss. Scott, I was I finished up on Breaker and Bane this past week. You are up next for a two-parter. And on there, you are going to reveal something. Yes, uh, there was the joke that I told on the Toys That Made Us that fortunately they did not share during the episode because you and I were sitting there with Mom, and that would have made it very uncomfortable. And I've never told the joke on this show. I won't. If you want to hear it, got to go over to Breaker and Bane. Check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour on the episode that I am featured on. I believe it's going to drop in. I'm on two episodes. I believe it's going to drop in the first one. So check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour on iTunes. Also check out Breaker's side project, Back to the Nintendo. Eric and Barry each week does a figures and merch episode. And every once in a while, they'll pop out a watch along. And I was going to go all in on Barry, Scott. I was. I was. But he redeemed himself last week. So he gets a two-week pass. Next week, it's on. <laughs> two-week pass. <laughs> That's so the, nice of you. The boxing gloves come off. <laughs> At least you're back to mentioning Barry again as one half of the Doing the Favor podcast duo. I got a phone call from someone. And their name was Barry. And I just cringed. <laughs> Cringe like when you listen to Ricky the Steamboat's, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's theme music? Very much so. Very much so. It's yes, equivalent. that kind of cringe. <laughs> so check out Doing the Favor. Check out their website as well, doingthefavor.com. Over there, you can trade. You can sell figures. You can buy figures. Cost plus shipping. That's what they do over there. Check out doingthefavor.com. Also, Steve over at the PPW Podcast also had Eric on as his content creation side project that he's been doing. He did one with OVP podcast and he did one with Eric from doing the favor so go check that out as well poor Steve Scott there's a picture that floats around and it's a picture of me and Eric bro hugging you know I got my arm got the metal horns going up and Steve is standing in the back and he looks all pissed off that is Chad horror movie barbecue's favorite picture because he always zooms in on Steve It's hilarious, dude. Every single time it's posted. Every single time. It's hilarious. Well, maybe Steve wasn't upset. Maybe he was just photobombing you. No, I think he was upset because he, he wanted to get home and get to bed. And I just kept holding things up. So yeah, I could see he, was, he would be pissed off. <laughs> this angry Steve. Yeah. He was my ride and he, he wasn't going to leave me at the bar. So <laughs> <laughs> Chad laughs at it. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, check out PPW podcast on iTunes. Each week, Marty and Sarah welcome in their buddies over at Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. And Scott, I forget what your last episode was of Drunk Wrestling History. Yes, the most recent episode up is Vince McMahon Failures. And we all know that Vince has had way more home runs than strikeouts, but sometimes he misses. 
Of course, we talk about the XFL, but there's so much more. So on the latest episode of Drunk Wrestling History, which you can follow us on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk, we go over all of the Vince failures that have happened. Well, most of them anyway, but we still give the man his due. We give him his praise, but we kind of nudge him a little bit with, hey, what was going on here? Again, give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. We've got a t-shirt over at whatamaneuver.net. It's just a fun wrestling show where we drink and talk about wrestling. Drunk wrestling history on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. Also check out luchacentral.com and check out their slew of podcasts regarding luchadors and luchadoras. Over there, I do a show with Eric Arana from Boss Fight Studios where we talk about lucha figures and facts. And our second episode is going to be coming up here shortly. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. It will drop right into your device, just like this show, just like Drunk Wrestling History does. So go check out luchacentral.com if you want to check it out over there and listen while you're at work or just put it on your iTunes, Lucha Figures and Facts. Scott, roll call. Yes, Jeff. This week, we're going to start off as we always do with the amazing, incredibly talented Jason Wolf. Follow him on Twitter at JasonWLF. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. I love that a lot of people have been going to him for artwork. We're really filling him up and he's got a ton of work on his plate and I love it. I absolutely love it. I am so happy the dude is staying busy following his dreams, following his passion, which is artwork, because he kicks ass at it. So again, give him a follow on Twitter, at JasonWLF. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. I want to throw a huge thanks out again to our buddy CJ on Twitter, at YourBuddyCJ. He did all of the artwork for us, or all of the graphics work for us, on the Fig Life Hall of Fame, which we went over last week. All of those great pictures that Jeff shared with you on Twitter were done by CJ. So again, huge thanks to CJ for all of the graphics work that he did for the 2020 Fig Life Hall of Fame. I want to give it up to at Pollyanna DIY on Twitter at Pollyanna. That's with two N's DIY. He's got enamel pins. He's got t-shirts. Go give him a follow. Give him a look. He's got some great products available. You won't be disappointed. And Jeff, I want to throw it out to the great Nate on Twitter at Ringskirts. He has got a project that he's working on that he has shared a few photos with you and I, and I cannot wait for the masses to see what he's produced. It's incredible. He's done amazing work in the past that has blown you guys away. He's blown Jeff and I away with it. Wait till you see his latest creation. It's coming. Jeff and I have gotten a sneak peek. Nate, thank you for sharing those photos with us. I cannot wait until you unveil this thing and show the world. My friend, it's incredible. Amazing job. It's why we shout you out a lot on the show. You're a friend of the community and you do incredible work. Again, follow the great Nate on Twitter at Rinkskirts. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. And Scott, that also rounds out episode 229. Anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig Life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 229, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. 
We're the OGs of WFP Fully poseable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings Yeah!